This is the Public Speaker, quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. On today's podcast, the most commonly asked question that I get on the Public Speaker podcast and often asked privately in my consulting business, and that is, how exactly do I introduce myself? And it comes in different forms. How do you introduce yourself during an interview? How do you introduce yourself in a meeting? How do you introduce yourself to new people, a party? There's all different forms of the question, but people often don't know how to answer that question. In the meantime, I'd like to encourage you to sign up for the newsletters. If you like listening to my podcast, why not subscribe to the Quick and Dirty Tips newsletters? You can get exclusive content, offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. You can just head over to quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters to learn more. That's quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters. And if you'd like to get special VIP treatment from me. Personally, you can go to lisabmarshall.com forward slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. Okay, back to our question of the day. Today's question came from Irela Perez. She wrote me an email. This is what she told me. She said, hi, Lisa. My name is Irela Perez. I'm a psychologist, and tomorrow I'll meet with a team of doctors that work in the same medical clinic. I have to introduce myself and offer my services, for example, which patients I'll be attending. I was wondering if you could give me a few tips. Thanks for the time, and I really appreciate your help. Irella. Irella, thanks for your question, and you are definitely right to want to spend extra time thinking about how to introduce yourself to your new colleagues. It seems like a simple task on the surface, but it's so easy to get it wrong which can make a big impact on your long-term relationships with your new colleagues. And in fact, in my book, Smart Talk, I devote an entire chapter, it's called Taking the Hell Out of Hello, exactly for this reason. And as a psychologist, you know that we all take shortcuts, and categorizing people is one of those shortcuts. And you also may know that it takes from one-tenth of a second to about three minutes for people to decide if they like someone or not. And then they spend the rest of the time trying to find support for the conclusion that they've drawn. So first impressions are crucial. And I really seriously applaud you for giving it thought ahead of time. It is important. When someone says, tell us a little bit about yourself, most of us, and including me, we freeze up. Why? Why is that? Is it because we're complicated people and we're being asked to make ourselves sound simple? Is it because we don't know exactly what they're looking for? Or is it because somehow it feels like we're selling ourselves? It's probably a combination of all of those. I know it is for me. So here are a few tips that you can use to overcome some of these feelings when you're introducing yourself either to new colleagues or in a meeting or perhaps in a classroom or at school. The first step is to do your research. And Irella, in your case, you probably know the background about the medical clinic that you're going to and some of the reasons why you're a good fit for that particular place. And if the doctors are on staff, you should be able to find out some information about them as well. And then armed with this information, you can then determine what you might say that would be of interest to them. The thing is, you want to consider the larger culture that may be the area of the country, but you also want to consider the culture within that particular clinic. For example, are you at a place like Johns Hopkins? In that case, you'll want to emphasize your academic pedigree. 
Or are you at a high-end concierge clinic? If so, you'll want to emphasize your celebrity patients. Or maybe it's an urban free clinic with little funding and prestige. In that case, you could talk about your dedication to the city, to the work, or the community that the clinic serves. The idea is that every introduction should first consider the audience. Once you've done some research and you've considered the culture, this part should now be fairly easy to do. What are you going to say? What can you offer them? So don't include information that doesn't help build your credibility or isn't of interest to this particular audience. The introduction shouldn't be, and I repeat, should not be a long list of everything that you've ever done. Just pick the things about your training, your experience, your accomplishments that will be of interest to this particular group of doctors at this particular clinic. So having done your research, you'll know which brief tidbits of information are relevant and would likely generate the most impact and interest. Also, before every introduction, it's important to think about the single most important thing you think your audience would want to know about you. So it's the single most important thing you need to think about. Because being brief is particularly important, unless it is that you've gotten the impression that they expect a longer presentation from you. Then, of course, you've got a chance to have a longer introduction. But always communicate the information that you've chosen as most important for this particular audience first. And in your case, Irella, it's the type of patients the other doctors should refer to you. In fact, you said it in your question. You know that's what they want to know. That's what the doctors need to know about you, who to refer. And if there's time, then you can choose to say something about yourself or what you have to contribute to the clinic that will make you remembered. Do you have some sort of special skill that they need? Do you have an anecdote that relates to their situation? And by the way, if you have humor, natural humor, that's part of your personality, then go ahead and include that. But if not, just use humor carefully since you don't know the group yet, and it might be better to wait till after you've gotten to know that group just a little bit better. Finally, you'll want to end your introduction positively. So one of the best ways to make a quick connection with someone is to ask for advice or give a sincere compliment. If you know good things about the clinic or the staff in general, mention it, but don't single out one particular doctor unless you're talking with each one privately. If you're collaborative and open to suggestions, you might tell them you would value their input. If you do that, that should end your introduction on a very high note. I do want to say a couple comments about delivering your introduction. Of course, you want to use humor carefully. I mentioned that before, but you also don't want to be boring either. So it's important to have a positive, natural, pleasant way of presenting. Have a warm, welcoming attitude and make sure you're always professional. And that would include a nice, strong, firm shake, of course, with web-to-web contact, a confident posture. You want to make eye contact. And I always think a smile never, never hurts. And one last thing, because you're a woman, make sure your clothing is professional. Unfortunately, women are judged on their clothing much more than men are, so it's important to think about that as well. I've done several podcasts on eye contact, on shaking hands properly, on gestures, all of the things that would show you as a confident professional, so you may want to go back and listen to them just to brush up. In summary, Irella, think about your goal to begin building a professional relationship. 
the context and the culture of the clinic, and then this specific audience. With all that in mind, you should be able to choose what's best to communicate to make a great first impression. So I did send a response to Irella before this podcast went live. So I want to just read you the response that I got back from her after her introduction. She wrote, Hi, Lisa. It went awesome, exclamation point. I decided to go for a brief introduction by saying my name like you suggested. Later, I stated the types of patients that I'll start with, and at the end, I gave out some blank forms explaining that I believe I can always give myself greater opportunities just by asking for advice or any recommendations that they would like to share with me. At the end of the meeting, some of them approached saying they really liked how I went about my introduction. I could totally feel the good vibes. Thanks a lot for everything, Lisa. God bless you, and I encourage you to keep helping us. So, of course, I was thrilled to get that email from Irella, and I really believe that a good, strong introduction is so important. This is Lisa B. Marshall, helping you to lead and influence, and if you'd like to learn more about compelling communication, I invite you to read my best-selling book, Smart Talk, or my other book, Asher Interview, or listen to my other podcast as well, Smart Talk. Again, remember, if you'd like to receive weekly tips, you can sign up at quickanddirtytips.com forward slash newsletters or from me personally, lisabmarshall.com forward slash VIP. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.